All right, everybody. Episode 67. My name is Ben Perry. That is Brad Barmore sitting across the table from me. Hi. We are your hosts on the Sports Meets Great Podcast. If you haven't listened to us before, thank you for checking us out today. Please check out our uh, previous episodes. Uh, you can find those, as you did this one, on uh, Google Play or Apple Podcasts. And uh, give us a holler. Share. Tell a friend. You can uh, hit us up on all of our socials. Uh, that would be the uh, Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Untapped. Uh, and then uh, also hit us on email, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. That's meat like the protein, M-E-A-T-S, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. Yeah. You did a good job there, buddy. <laughs> I do have, I have that email sentence in my head. I, say, I think I say it in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed how good you, I practice myself. In front of the mirror, I practice saying that just so that I can be as good at it as you are. I say it all the time, and still I get people go, oh, it's beer meets sports, right? No. No. It's, it's sports meets beer. So anyways, that's where we're at today. Uh, we go through, we like to do an AATMF. If you're not familiar with that acronym, uh, then uh, check it out. It is appearance, aroma, taste, mouthfeel, and finish. With those five points, you can basically hold any conversation about beer. It's the best thing ever. Uh, so it gives you a chance to go through all things. You want to show up at the next party, do an AATMF. Maybe just not on Coors Light. Do it on uh, the next beer that someone hands you. Say, hey, you should really try this. Pour into a, a, a beer clean glass and go through it, and you'll knock the socks off your pals Yeah, and, and your enemies. A lot of my pals aren't wearing socks these days. It's kind of a thing now. Mm-hmm. I like loafers and flip-flops. Don't be concerned about that, though, because they'll be impressed. Whether there are socks to be knocked or not. They will go put socks on just to have them knock the fuck off. That's what's going to happen. That's a really good point. So there we go. Uh, first beer in front of us today is a, uh, a local to us here. We're recording in Healdsburg, by the way. Uh, today, we do remote recordings every episode. Uh, and this is from Bear Republic, which I can literally see across the square right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how fresh this beer is, people. Uh, this is their Brute Squad. Brute IPA. Uh, they did go with the uh, French wine spelling, not the brute force that you would normally refer to in that word brute. Right. I cannot hear Brute Squad and not immediately think of Princess Bride. Every time. Every time. Did you notice that when you walked up, I had it pulled up on my screen? I, I, watched, I watched the clip. I did. <laughs> so I this is this is their Brute IPA. Okay, obviously. It tells you what it is in front of us. It's IPA. Uh, this rolls in at 6.5%. 15 IBUs. So if you are a not a bitter IPA drinker and you like more of the bubbly French wine, this is definitely going to be for you. Without even drinking it and sampling it, I can tell you it's going to be for you. Yeah. Uh, um, just but yeah, the nose on it is. I'm very excited. Well, let's go first. I mean, the appearance on this thing. It's uh, you know, it's straw color, gold like. Um, you know, we poured these things a few minutes ago, and this the carbonation level is awesome. It, the head has retained in the beer. Look at the lacing. Look at uh, look at how well that's just stuck to the sides of the glass. Thick. Um, it's one of those things. And, and and I'll just as we're sampling this, I'm gonna tell you right now that uh, I heard a bar pitch in their day complain about the one inch head on his beer, and he's bitching about it. And I Fuck said to him, I go, guy. you know, I said, hey, you you know what what that's there for, right? I go, it protects the Aroma of the beer and helps with the beverage. Just Buddy, I just want a full goddamn beer. You want to take one stab at what beer he was ordering? Uh, was, like Bud, probably. That's it, Budweiser. Yeah. So there we go. Listen, anyway. does Bud, what about Budweiser suggest you want to have anything protected? I'll tell you, if I want to protect something, I'll use my goddamn Second Amendment rights. <laughs> wow. wow, that was 
That was kind of scary how close that was to reality. <laughs> um, going back into the beer, the uh, appearance, like I said, straw-like color. I can see it's got a really, really nice uh, carbonated head. I'm going to snap a photo real quick, too, while we're thinking about it, just for the click, social medias. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, you know, we've seen, I've seen this sort of champagne uh, brute IPA thing. We, I think, I can't remember if we did it for this show or for uh, one of the, we, or one of the uh, segments we did on the Danny Wright Morning Show, which you can catch on 97.7 The River FM here in Sonoma County um, or at 97.7theriver.com. Or 977theriver.com. 977theriver.com. Yeah. Uh, Classic rock for the North Bay. We have talked about the, we did, I think, Champagnerade for, from Barrel Brothers for that show. Right. I don't think we did it for us. Um, but talk to me a little bit about this Champagne IPA thing that I'm seeing pop up. Well, I mean, it's, you know, anytime you can impart new flavors, right? So this is, this is not, not a, a far um, cry away from doing, you know, the grapefruit. Sculpin and the pineapple sculpins and the flavored IPAs and you know you're really just taking you're you're finding an element that's going to balance out the bitter in these IPAs. Um, the fact that this only comes in at, at 15 IBUs is is to me is, is staggering. I, I would expect to have a bigger hop note, especially Bear Republic's known for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, their Racer Five is an iconic IPA that's it's, it's all over the you know continental United States and. It's a it's a signature IPA. It's it's, it's one of those things. Uh, and then you go through their like their hop rod rye and all that. They are they are known for having big hop flavors. So to have something this this low in bitterness is really surprising. So just real quick, what you know for those home brewers and beer geeks that are out there, basically what uh, the brute IPA is, uh, they're using um, an enzyme that will sort of squelch some of the residual sugars in IPAs. It's been used for a long time in uh, big boozy stouts and like triples and uh, quads and things like that to just kind of keep some of the residual sugars down. Um, And so it's started to take off like wildfire here as um, people are using it in the more traditional IPAs. It dries them out quite a bit. Uh, You still get these big, bright, um, you know, noses, uh, big bright aromas, all of the things that we love about IPAs without any of like the stickiness. Um, and it comes across as extra carbonated, which if you've listened to this show before, you know that is a big thing for Ben and I. <laughs> so I am excited to try this. Carbonation levels are huge for us. Yes. Um, and also just on the other side too, um, there also are beers that have champagne yeast being used in them. The difference between the two, the enzyme versus the yeast, uh, in this case, the champagne yeast would then accelerate the wort and make it mm-hmm. highly alcohol. It also would do the same component. It would make it bone dry finish, all of those things, but it would really ramp up the alcohol. So if you're search- searching for more fermentable sugars and a higher gravity, which will then in turn give you a, a higher ABV, that's what the, the yeast, champagne yeast is used for in that capacity. So this does not have that, but this does have, you said that enzyme again. Can you say the name of the game? Uh, it is known as uh, amyloglucosidase or amyloglucosidase. I'm not sure. Might be wow. a soft J. I think I give. Uh, <laughs> it's the, supposed to be I, wild. I think I give those those tablets to my dog for his hips. <laughs> I think we're, I'm going to take it for my my blood pressure. <laughs> oh man, you say it three times fast, and your blood pressure will need to be checked. Anyway, let's go through this uh, AATMF on this beer appearance on this thing. I mean, it's pale, pale yellow, straw like color. Um, again, we, we mentioned the carbonation level. I'm still there's still a nice, you know, quarter inch of foam on my beer. When this has been out for ten minutes, at least Taking a couple least. couple sips, um, it's unbelievable. So this thing is is uh, really it's got really great head retention, great lacing on the glass. 
So you are going to get a really, uh, you know, when the head dissipates over time, you're going to definitely, and I'm not talking about marriage, I'm talking about the beer. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Good one. Thank you. Um, what happens is you're going to lose the aromas, right? The head, the head retention is important because it keeps the aroma of the beer in. doesn't matter so much for the large macro brands, but for anything that's considered craft beer, well, I don't care about your ownership percentage, anything that's brewed and made like a craft beer. Uh, that that head retention on there is really going to help the aromas because you're going to eat this beer with your nose before you do it with your mouth. Uh, I am blown away by... We've talked about head retention now for 10 minutes, <laughs> I feel like, but I, I'm blown away. This looks like... Uh, like a magazine ad, if you put like somebody or like a, a TV ad where they put down like a half drunk glass of, of beer and there's always like the stuff on the side of the glass and the head. Sl- That's what this looks like. It's like sure. textbook. No, it is. It is. Um, it's it's one of those things that um, God, and the, and the really it, it is holding up not only in the beer, but you can t- on your palate. You are still getting a great carbonation level. Yeah. Um, so this is crazy. So I think also too the the I mean, the first thing I'm going to say when I first taste this beer. Um, we kind of skipped over the aroma, but um, you know, with this, I've, I'm I'm not getting you know you obviously you're not getting a ton of hops, only 15 IBUs, but at the same time you're just getting that you that sweet champagne like smell, right? I get a little sweetness, mm-hmm. still get the beer, a little bit of sweetness. It's a little confusing for the aroma. You, I don't and I don't get a lot of it. It's very very light, almost yeah. non-existent. Uh, Bear Republic on their website says that it's a fruit forward tropical nose. And low bitterness. I don't really get that. I get white uh, wine grapes is what I get. Yeah, so that's the point I was going to get at was that uh, this smells like white wine grapes, which over time, Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnays, whatever, there are tropical fruit noses notes in it. So there's sort of an indirect way to get to what they're suggesting here. But, yeah, I, I get there's like a white wine grape thing going on in this. Uh, and so, you know, if you're looking for that big, danky, sticky... IPA, that's not what this is. No, no, no. Much no. lighter. Is, yeah, this is much lighter. So, I mean, it takes it kind of takes the two worlds, right, of the just the wine side that, that Northern California is known for, and then now the beer side, which is becoming such a huge part of it. It's really mashing those two up, and it's not big, danky, sticky, like you said, but, man, it really dances between the two. I still get a really good beer flavor, but, man, I really get a lot of this delicious, like, wine champagne factor and i don't i don't drink champagne except at like weddings and new year's eve right that's the two times a year i probably will have a a glass of champagne but i do like the notes and the flavor profiles of most champagnes i try nice and toasty there's a reason why that's so why it reminds me of a cider right so it's really nice and dry i get good carbonation levels little it, it hits the palate it's a little sweet uh it's a little alcohol burn there's a little bit of everything that you get out of it um so this beer has those same things. Um, you go in and, and taste it, and it's really, really, you do get the tropical fruit. You get a little, I get a little butter flavor, which is usually bad in beer, but in this case, it really works. Oh, I like didn't a, get that Like a this. buttery, just a butter, and I'm not saying like diacetyl butter flavor. Mm-hmm. I think more, it's probably more of a mouthfeel sense than the true flavor. I get a little bit of a, of a coating of the tongue and a coating of the palate, but not in a negative way. It really just, like I said, it kind of washes over and leaves a little bit of a slick, uh, but not again. Mm. It's everything I say sounds derogatory. It's not. It's not intended to be. Um, yeah, it just has, and then the dryness really quick it kills it instantly. Like it gets rid of any of those flavors washing over. I'd have a hard time picking this out as an IPA. I can tell you that. That's for sure. 
I would think I almost like I almost think that this. Yeah, it's. They're calling it a brute IPA, which I understand the route that because this is sort of a style thing. This isn't just something that Bear Republic is doing. There's quite a few of them out there now. Um, they're calling it a brute IPA because of the dryness, really. Um, and in many ways, it doesn't it doesn't not come across as your traditional IPA, which I think is what makes it awesome. It's like almost like its own style altogether, right? Like if you just called this you know, fucking matchbook beer. I don't know. It's just an ad that I see. But, like, if you just called this something else entirely, oh, this is a matchbook ale. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a matchbook ale. Like, and you didn't call it an IPA, then, like, I wouldn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this does not, like, if you asked me to pick out what style this is, I would almost, I don't know what I would pick it out as, but I certainly wouldn't have said IPA, I I don't think. It would probably be a lager, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's, that's what it tastes like to me. I mean, you just go, oh, this is, you know, it's easy. It's a lager. You know, if you, if Which is also confusing because the champagne yeast is, you know, is a cold fermenting yeast. Uh, if you're in Sonoma County and you get a chance to head up to uh, Healdsburg or even Runner Park, their new tap room in Runner Park is supposedly spectacular. I've not been in there. Uh, you want to understand like the importance that freshness has on beers. Um, try Racer Five on draft in there, uh, in the in one of the tap rooms. And think about all the ones you've had on draft or in the bottle in another restaurant near where you live. And you will then understand what freshness means to some of these beers. And then you will also see some of this kind of stuff. This kind of stuff you don't see in the stores very often. Um, It's just stuff that they're sort of doing um, on draft for, you know, some accounts around the area. And then you can get them in the tap room. So there's some cool sort of beer geek stuff that they're putting out there that's not just their traditional, you know, eight to ten beers that you see out all the time. Uh, but I'm a big fan of this one. I think they've done a great job here. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's really good. It's interesting. This would be a great, and, you know, we talk about all the time of introducing people who say they hate craft beer and they just don't know what the craft beer they haven't tried yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this would be a good one to say, hey, you know, if you don't like the, if you don't like those, um, you know, the big sticky danky IPAs, then you would like this. Right? I don't, I don't like them 14-ounce you know, bo- glasses of 16-ounce beers. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, you know, it'd be, it'd be a great starter for someone who's, you know, someone who's a wine drinker or a champagne drinker. Like, this is a great, like, I would totally present this and, like, to my wife and be like, hey, you should really try this. And yeah, I think she would, would be into it. she would totally see, you'd, you'd be able to draw them in, and I think you'd be able to keep them. And then at that point, walk down the line of, hey, try these other beers from other companies, and, and it would be, would be more open to trying them by having something like this available, which is cool. Sports Meets Beer podcast is brought to you by Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass and Detail is committed to providing you with the highest quality premium glass products and a professional installation by certified technicians. They are experienced in every aspect of glass replacement or repair, offering factory replacement or a premium aftermarket upgrade. They even deal with those annoying windshield rock chips that show up out of nowhere. They offer free local mobile service and offer a full warranty on all workmanship for as long as you own your vehicle. And across the street at Advanced Detail, they specialize in cars, trucks, vans, RVs, boats, show cars, trailers, and more. They are a full-service auto detailing shop, offering exterior wash, polish and wax, interior vacuum, shampoo, trim detail, and even smoke and odor removal. Water spot and scratch removal, paintless dent repair, it's all available at Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass, look for the purple building at 2460 Santa Rosa Avenue. 
And right across the street is Advanced Auto Detail at 2549 Santa Rosa Avenue. Advanced Auto Glass, 707-526-5700. Advanced Auto Detail, 707-526-2200. Let Advanced Auto Glass and Detail take care of all of your automotive needs. All right, next beer in front of us, uh, next and final one of the evening. Uh, we are drinking from the Gilman Brewing Company, uh, West Berkeley, born and raised. A little Fresh Prince reference for you there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was over well. I was sniffing my beer. Oh, sorry. Um, this uh, man, their their website's pretty pretty legit. I like it. They take themselves really seriously, though. Uh, which the pretentiousness in beer, I think, just needs to go away. Uh, but it looks like they make some good stuff. They got a smoked porter. looks delicious. They definitely have farmhouse. A good farmhouse, looks like. They got some interesting stuff. I'd like to check it out. Um, okay. Let's go. <laughs> done. Uh, so this is their, which the name is, I think, is. I mean, they have, so like a looks like a car series. Their logo is a truck. Uh, so this is called the Antifreeze Juicy Double India Pale Ale, which I think is a t- t- horrible name, um, personally. That's just me. Uh, but the beer is delicious. I snuck a sip, so I really have to kind of eat my words on that one. But uh, if we go through our AATMF on this, um, as we did the last one, man, this thing is definitely, uh, this is a hazy IPA, uh, unfiltered. Um, I mean, it's, you can see the light through, but you're not seeing anything else. Um, really, really, um, almost like apricot in color. It's interesting, but the I've noticed the head on this thing has died pretty quickly, and I don't know if that's a product of coming out of a can versus the draft we had with the the brute IPA earlier. Uh, but this is, uh, yeah, this is uh, pretty looks pretty good. Looks appetizing, that's for sure. Um, man, the aroma you definitely get citra juice, stone fruit. Um, I get a lot of. Uh, and you can just, I can smell the hazy IPA, right? I can smell it on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I can smell softness. I can smell how the mouth feels going to be. You do know. It's interesting. Somebody was just telling me the other day that um, they could tell, like, if you were to take, like, three coffee mugs and pour, like, cold water into one and then pour, like, warm water and hot water, he could tell you which one was which just by listening to the way it goes. I'm like, what are you talking about? So when I poured myself a cup of coffee this morning, I go, yeah, I guess this does sound a little bit different than if I just poured cold water in here. Like, I was just, like, thinking about it. And so when you say, like, we're just drawing on senses here. When you say, like, I could smell that it's a juicy IPA just, yeah. by the way, I like, I now I'm totally in tune. I'm like, yeah, you fucking probably can. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's my superpower. I can smell softness. That is the lamest. <laughs> that is the lamest X-Men power there's ever been. <laughs> Oh, man. I'd rather have the guy who could fucking fold laundry quicker. I'd, be, I'd rather have that superpower than this. Yeah, I could smell softness. Oh, hey, is that the 49 Front 7 coming this way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Downey guy's close by. I could smell oh, him. Oh, man. The Downey bear. Oh, man. All right, what are we drinking again? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Gilman. Gilman Brewing, Antifreeze, double IPA. Um, yeah, so really, really interesting nose. Um, you go into this thing. And it's absolutely everything we just said, right? So it's you get the juiciness, you get it is a hazy style, so you're getting a soft, really soft mouthfeel. Um, get a little bitterness on the bitterness on the back end. It's 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 okay. 
Um, it is a double, and it rolls in at eight percent, which is which does not it does not drink like an eight percent. No, no, it does not. This is drinking like a five or six percent. Right, you have a little bit of an alcohol sting, but man, it's uh, the thing I like about this. The thing I like about this beer is with a lot of juicies, there's a very like rich viscosity to them. Um, I just you know from being unfiltered and all of that, this doesn't really have that. This the body of this still stays somewhat light. For the style that it is. I don't find it to be rich. I don't feel the headache coming. You know, like with some of the juicy IPAs, you just know that there's going to be a headache in your future. Yeah. You know, if you drink too many of them, I don't feel that. There might be. (laughs) There might be. I'm not suggesting, you know, but I I don't feel that way. I think there's a subtlety and sort of a restraint in this beer that I think is awesome. Yeah, they they call it a, a, you know, it's a New England slash West Coast style hybrid style. And I can see where they're getting that. So you have the... With this beer, you have a softness and a mouthfeel of a New England-style IPA. Um, but you do get that West Coast hop flavor. Mm-hmm. So you do get a little bit of both. So there is, uh, you know, it's it's definitely got a gentle hand in, in both in there, in the in the softness, in the filtration, uh, and then also with the, you know, with the those West Coast hops. I mean, it's it seems, it's interesting. I'm, you know, we've, we've said on the show before, and I'm not a, New England hater. I, I'm not a hazy hater. I just haven't met one that I've loved that I've been over the over the top. This is probably the closest one I could say that's been the best one I've had. Yes, to date, this has been. This does not suck. Uh, <laughs> at eight percent, <laughs> that is a ringing endorsement. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, like you know, I, like I said, I haven't met a hazy that I've really been overly impressed with. They've been good, not great. They're forgettable, uh, but this is something that. If I have a beer like this, I kind of want to be sitting down having like a really nice steak, steak dinner, something big, full, you know, fulfilling. This is a beer I'm going to sit and enjoy during the entire meal. I'm not going to have two or three of them. I'm going to have one. Right. Um, that's about what you can handle with this, uh, with an eight percenter like that. But man, it's pretty good. It's pretty, you know, the the you said the taste, you get the softness and all that, but the finish on this thing, the mouthfeel, nice, smooth, creamy, light, uh, and the finish is really. I'm still like, I feel like I'm a little bit. Like, you know, breathing like a dragon, like I've got hot breath, you know, just <sighs> so I'm, I'm getting that. And I didn't get that in the beer when I first tasted it. But it's residual effect on my palate is definitely there like a like a standard West Coast IPA. Yeah. You know, also, it, it kind of reminds me like um, Palette Wrecker from Green Flash. Without they, they don't have they have a little more harshness, but it doesn't have the it has the same finish on it, the same heat. That's coming from the hops that I can feel, I can taste. It's sticky. It's on my palate, and that's what a lot of people dig about about uh, West Coast style. This is interesting. Yeah, I um, talk about polar opposites. By the way, the brute IPA to this is yes. worlds apart. Well, it's interesting. You know, uh, you know, this is from Gilman. You know, they're Berkeley. It's it's close. You know, we uh, I think we did the Make America Juicy again. Uh, what are we? New episode from oh, look at that. Beer. Um, at 11 p.m. You know, we did the Amer- Make America Juicy again from Heretic on this show, and it is juicy. It's like a Kern's Nectar is the way yeah. we kind of described yeah. it. Um, and that's my experience with the Juicy IPAs has been more something more like that. Um, and so I appreciate this beer in that it brings all of the best parts of those Juicy IPAs without all of the richness. It's not as viscous. There is a, uh, It is, you know... You know, it is light bodied. I really like this. This, I think, I'm hard pressed to argue with you as it being the best one that I've had. Um, 
And the fact that it's local and not one of these clowns from New England is yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, this is yeah, I, I'm I'm really impressed. I'd love to try another another beer. They have a they have a quarter panel, so a modern West Coast IPA. I really want to try the smoke porter. I don't I haven't had enough smoke porters in my life. I'd love to get another one in my hands. So maybe uh, maybe we do a visit out there. This would be a great road trip. I'm always always interested uh, in any kind of smoked beers, smoked rye, smoked you know smoke porters, whatever, um, because I think a little bit of the smoke goes a long way, and. Um, oh, I've had some bad ones. We've always. had we have said on this show a number of times that the genius is in the restraint sometimes, and so you just see how you know when a brewer gets overly aggressive. Well, I just think they you know it can get away from you really quickly. Yes, right. It's like driving a freaking a V eight truck in a rainstorm. Eventually, that back end is going to get away from you, and you don't realize <laughs> it until you've already lost it. So, now, this is a good beer. Gilman's got. I'm giving him a nod. This is good, good stuff. Uh, but that's uh, that. That's gonna be. That's gonna wrap up the episode. We're gonna we're gonna cut this down. We'll show we got two beers, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Let's, let's I got it. nothing left. Nothing left in the tank. It's yeah, late. And I got work in the morning. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out again. Uh, more episodes on the Google Play Store as well as Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, and if you like this, share it with your friend. If you don't like it, let us know on social media why you don't like it. Give us something. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Get us up. SportsMeetSpeedGmail.com. Big thanks to our sponsor, Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Anything else, Brad? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> well said. That's it. <laughs> Remember, less is more, Gary. 